Hi, it's Dr. Greg Chance. Hope and possibilities. Boy, if there's one area that we need hope in and to see some possibilities, it's generally in our relationships. How do you know who's trustworthy? What's a healthy relationship? Next on Hope and Possibilities for our relationships. Dr. Gregory Jans is a best-selling author of over 45 books and the founder of the Center A Place of Hope, voted a top 10 center for depression treatment in the U.S. As the pioneer of whole person care, Dr. Jans is known as the messenger of hope. Now the nation's expert on anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationships, trauma, and PTSD, here is Dr. Gregory Jans. All right. Hi, it's Dr. Greg. We are in the middle of a whole exciting series related to relationships, shame, emotional abuse. I know I always, always get just the best, funnest topics. You know, these are real life issues, though, that we have to deal with, whether it's emotional abuse, whether it's a shame that we've experienced as a result of a relationship. These are real life issues that we can actually walk through, have recovery from, live differently, and put ourselves in a place of strength. And that's where hope comes from. Remember, hope always comes when we have a sense of a plan. Let's talk about some traits of a deceptive relationship uh, or an unhealthy relationship. Uh, unhealthy relationships, we've all had them. We may be in one now and you go, something doesn't feel right. And yet we continue, we maintain the relationship. And again, there's that gut check. Something happens, you go, man, this, this doesn't feel right. Wow. Okay. Let's talk about some of the traits of an unhealthy relationship. Sometimes we need to identify and have a keen, clear awareness of what it is that is causing a relationship uh, to give us that intuitive gut sense that, and it's that discernment you have that something's not right, but we sometimes in a relationship continue it. Don't make changes because of fear. All right, here's my list. Unhealthy relationship is number one, one that there is deception in. Uh, it's a relationship where you don't always know fully where you stand. Uh, you get that sense that, man, it's just hard to get a straight answer. It's hard to uh, have a communication with this person that I really totally trust or I can rely in. Um, and maybe you've been surprised from time to time to go, wow, I think I was lied to. And yet you maintain and continue that relationship. All right. A healthy, close, intimate, bonding relationship, marriage, family, friends, coworkers. Uh, if there's deception in that relationship, it is a slow poison. It's like that drop of ink in water. It just slowly, you can't see it after a while, but it's permeated the entire relationship. All right, number two, if there is a, a sense of competition or a sense of comparison in a relationship, 
the person that feels like they never were good enough because they were always compared to a brother or a sister. Oh, you know, it's like, why can't you be like your sister? Can you just see her? She's and and see the comparison, and it's a it's a put down. It's a it's a slow weathering of one's self-esteem and your identity. And the message is one of shame. Remember this little book on shame. The one is a message of shame. You're not good enough. Something's wrong with you. You're defective. And so uh, when we have then competition, see, competition is uh, the other person's always out to do better than you, look better than you. Um, undermine you, but that um, really is fueled by jealousy or envy. So if you have jealousy or envy in a relationship, you will not have a healthy, sustainable relationship. Jealousy, much like that drop of ink in the water glass, uh, begins to add a few more drops. And then that glass of water that you're looking at goes, man, this this doesn't look like anything I can drink. The, the color of this water is not right. Okay, so that's what happens in the relationship. The whole relationship gets tainted by jealousy or envy, and it creates a competition. It creates a comparison. It creates a poison in that relationship. So we're, we're never in a relationship where we can be equally yoked. Instead, there's always one person ahead of the other or above the other, a winner and a loser. All right. That's, that's no fun in f friendships and close relationships of any kind. If one person always has to be the winner, so to speak, uh, that puts you always in a place of I'm behind them. I'm not good enough. So we don't do that in relationships. You might do it in sports or some activity where, you know, you're striving to win something. But we don't apply the same principles in our relationships. All right, number three. Uh, a unhealthy relationship could be based upon unhealthy influences. And so look at influences. It could be past faulty role models that you person may have had growing up, parents, others that did not model a healthy relationship. Other influences currently could be social media. There's the whole area of media, social media influence, and that distorts reality, makes one look better than what they are, both visually or anything you say and do on social media. So social media distorts reality so, so often, and you end up in feeling inferior. So what are the influences, past, present, in a relationship that's causing that relationship uh, to really feel, uh, causes it to feel unhealthy? You don't always know why, but you know that you don't feel stable in the relationship. There's not a sense of stability. All right, number four. This is my fast list of how do I know if a relationship's unhealthy. Number four is pride. Pride. Um, in a relationship, we all always need to be willing to be teachable, learning, um, admitting, I made a mistake. But pride 
means I'm always right, which means you're wrong, and a pridefulness. That pridefulness usually comes along with judgmentalness, usually comes along with a hypercriticalness, usually comes along with a sense of hopelessness for the relationship. Uh, everything gets tainted when pride comes in. A person who has an exaggerated sense of self-importance or a big ego, that's a part of it as well. All right, pridefulness. Wow. Uh, by the way, a person who has pridefulness, I made a note here that they will have difficulty with authority. If I'm overly pride, I'll, I'll have difficulty with authority. Okay. Number four, or number five, five. Wow. Uh, issues of control. If you end up feeling in a power play, you end up feeling in a relationship where there's a lot of control issues, power and control, uh, you're not allowed to have your own opinion, or you have to do everything the other person's way, uh, control of your time, control of what you say or don't say, uh, control, you know, it can go on and on, control of, of money, control of what you wear, don't wear, uh, an influence of power and control. Obviously, it's very demeaning. It weathers you down even further in your opinion of yourself and your self-identity. And you will not feel good about yourself if you feel like you're constantly being controlled. That's a big one. That is a big one. There are those uh, uh, narcissistic personalities that are out there that uh, they're controlling through charisma and charm and, and but and then things can turn on you quickly but the whole issue of control think about it in a relationship do i feel freedom do i feel personal peace do i feel like i can be me do i feel accepted do i feel loved see control power control robs us of all those yeah it's a tough one so these are just a few of the checkpoints of what could add up to be a quite an unhealthy relationship. Number six, a person who's unforgiving. I'm in a relationship, the person, we have a point of conflict, and they bring up everything possible and more from the past. They bring it up. Uh, usually it's distorted. Usually it's not accurate. They may have an event correct. Um, but it's poisoned uh, with uh, their interpretation or manipulation of the past or that information. I know, this is hard. But if they're not forgiving, they have the lens, they're looking through the lenses of unforgiveness and bitterness and resentment, and everything gets distorted. The past gets distorted. The present in a relationship is distorted. So there's not a real strong anchor in what is true reality because of unresolved hurt may be coming out through anger. You may be the target of that anger. And so as we look through, wow, there's no way I can have a healthy relationship if there's unforgiveness, if bitterness takes and, and its place and 
and bitterness is turns into an attack of another person. Bitterness turn, and resentment turns into uh, really a place of of distorting reality so much that you're the target of all the hurt, all the anger from the past. Now, forgiveness is just easy just to say, well, lack of unforgiveness. I don't mean for it to sound that easy, but in a relationship, we have to be practitioners of, I'm going to say grace, uh, which is giving a person unmerited favor. We're going to need to be a practitioner of forgiveness and practicing initiating forgiveness, which means for my own health and well-being, I am choosing to, to forgive, to let go, to no longer be burdened by, to no longer have the expectations of this person, to no longer allow myself to carry that injury, to no longer personalize that injury, to no longer allow myself to be poisoned by resentment, carrying extra baggage. And if I have resentment and bitterness, I'm poisoning others. And my interpretation of others would be, somebody may say something entirely innocent and a person with bitterness looking through the lenses of bitterness interprets that as an offense and they pick up an offense and then they have a whole list of people that they're mad at and angry at because they're picking throughout the day throughout their life they're picking up offenses unforgiveness causes us to pick up an offense which means I have picked up anger and I am now targeting you really not merited at all but I'm picking up an offense I score zero on grace and forgiveness all right that's a big one and it's one to look at in our own lives are we at a place where we are uh, needing to practice forgiveness are we in a relationship where we need to be the initiator of forgiveness we need to be the one uh, and remember it's when I say initiator it doesn't always mean I'm talking to that person it doesn't always mean I'm writing them a forgiveness letter it may be a decision that I make independent I have to be independent of what that other person does they may not even know that I'm forgiving them but it's a decision that I'm going to make because I want to be healthy because I want to release shame in my life. I want to release hurt. I want to have healthy, intimate, close relationships and have what I'll call respected, honoring relationships in my life. All right. These are just some of the checkpoints to be aware of. Uh, the whole deception relationship, competition, comparison, let's see. Oh, growing up with faulty role models uh, is one. Pride, carrying a sense of pridefulness that is um, toxic. Uh, power and control and uh, lack of forgiveness. Some considerations as we're looking at, okay, it's important that we do a checkup kind of from the neck up and look at these things, but um, am I in a relationship where I'm receiving these things as well? Oh, don't forget jealousy and envy, uh, which will cause us to compete and compare. All right, once we're aware, then we have decisions to make. Sometimes we're not even aware that these things are going on. We just know this relationship doesn't feel good, but we're not aware of it. 
And once we have awareness, then we have a responsibility to address these issues. Here's the great news. Here's the hope. None of us have ever regretted having, building, and maintaining healthy relationships. There's great reward. And so doing what I need to do, what we need to do to put out the effort to address these things and decide who's a healthy, who's a safe person that I'm going to choose to be in my inner circle of relationships. Those are important decisions that actually affect my total health and the whole person. Let's do this. Let's make a commitment to building healthy relationships. It's important for all of our well-being.